Welcome to Club Management. I'm your host, Shannon Dawson, and you can listen to the show on any of your favorite streaming platforms. That's Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, you name it. We are everywhere. This is episode 33. Thank you so much for coming on this long journey with me because baby, we are in 2021. Ow. I am so happy that we made it here safely. Um, and I couldn't wait for it. I, I honestly didn't think we were going to get here, but we made it. We made it here safe. And that I am incredibly thankful for. Uh, so thank you so much for coming along this ride with me. And um, yeah, thank you for supporting every last idea and venture that I've literally thought out of this crazy brain of mine. <laughs> I will tell you that doing a podcast is something that I've been doing for the last year. Um, but it's something that I never really, um, decided to take seriously until now. And it wasn't until you guys really gave me the courage to sit my booty down, write out a plan, schedule when I'm going to record. Like this is a real schedule over here. You know, I am literally taken to that calendar every day, writing out what I'm going to do. Like this is a whole one woman operation. I tell you this all the time. So I'm so stoked that you support black business. You support black women in 2021 and all years forever for eternity. (laughs) So thank you so much. Um, but yes, we're back. We're here in 2021 and I'm gearing up to just put my foot on that gas and keep going throughout the year. Um, I will say that 2021 really pushed me mentally, physically, as I'm sure it did for a lot of people. Um, But let me tell you a little little bit about a few things that I've learned from last year. I've really learned to bet on myself. No one's going to do the work like you, you know. Um, And if you're fortunate to have people that can help you, which I am so fortunate, um, make sure that you really value what those people have to contribute to your ideas and your work. Um, respect them because those people are so crucial on your journey to growth and success. Um, and also take care of those finances in 2021, yo, you know, 2020 gave me that push and that kick in the butt to say, listen, there's some things that in my twenties, I just wasn't thinking about, you know, like need to make sure my tax stuff is set up, you know, need to make sure, um, I'm putting business and legal entities in place to protect all these crazy cool ideas that I'm coming up with. So that was 2020 was the year of really honing in on those entrepreneurial and ownership skills uh, and taking it to the next level. It's all about those growing pains, right? You can't um, really take a look. It's just kind of similar to what uh, She Spells Doom was saying on the last show. You need to have a moment to take a look and step back look at the bigger picture and realize, okay, these are the things that I've been really crappy at. These are the things that, oh, wow, I, I think I'm interested in. I think I could be great at. And you take a look at that and you step back and then analyze how am I going to attack each and every one of those problems? How am I going to create a solution for each and every one of those issues and really, really go towards my goals? And that's what I did this year, taking that step back, thinking about what I need to do and then going after it. So let that be you for 2021. Thank you so much. And 
just a forewarning. I'm going to mention this in the beginning of the show and towards the end. This episode will be available on my YouTube channel. Another venture that I really wanted to start but was too embarrassed to. <laughs> because, you know, you go on a YouTube, everyone's got these crazy well-produced videos and I'm literally working out of my mom's living room, you know, and I have to get creative on how I'm going to make it look nice for my listeners and my viewers. Uh, but I am going to go full head of steam with a YouTube channel as well. That link is in the comments for you to check out this episode. So for today's show, we're starting off 2021 with reflection and really actually analyzing some of those growing pains that we had to endure throughout 2020. And I couldn't think of anyone better to talk to about this than Talia McCain. She's an incredible artist, rapper, and entrepreneur that's based in Panama right now, which I'll tell you about a little bit later. But she has just dropped a new EP called Talia. And let me tell you, this is very much a different sound than when I first met the budding artist back in 2016. Appreciate it. That's my squad, that's my gang, that's my motherfucking tribe. I push it aside, snipe vibes, no back woods in the right, high fives from a young to a guy. When she came to Chongqing at the time and she was touring off her EP Vibe Dealer. It was a hip hop and trapped infused project that swirls between hyped anthems and old school hip hop vibes. McCain put on a crazy performance that day and I knew that she was off to an incredible start. But you know, time passes, she moved back to the States and I was still in China at the time and we didn't have a chance to really rekindle and talk to one another. But over the last year, we reconnected, and McCain told me that there's been so much change that's gone on between then and now. And especially with the release of her new EP, Talea. Why'd you come in here? Why'd you slip your soul into the skin again? Her new experimental eight-track project combines sound bites of her travels throughout London and China, layered between lush ambient melodies and whimsical guitar strings. Every track tells you a story of what McCain has endured throughout the years, and you can feel it without having to know much about her life. I checked in with the budding producer to find out what has happened since the last time we spoke. I had a hell of a weekend getting started with um, the bar. I'm trying to open up the bar. I'm trying to do like open mic night and ta- and book some local artists and just figure out how to market when people here not use social media. Well, there in the countryside, they don't use social media. Mm-hmm. And then also COVID. Right. <laughs> and also COVID. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> what is, what's business been like? Is it, you know, are people kind of floating in slowly or? It's very slow. Yeah, it's more like the locals. People, pretty much, people I see every day. You know, and they come and support because they know I'm trying to do this. Um, it's a few. We'll get a few tourists. This is a tour where I live is a tourist area, mm. but it's like a low key tourist area. It's not like Panama City, but it's like a beautiful beach. So people who serve for people who fish, they come to that area. Or people who come in by boat, they come to that area. Um, so it's a lot of tourists that come in and out. Primarily like local tourists i said like colombia argentina like connect costa rica like people who are local to this area not like from other you know continents or from the states right um but it's like it's it's really 
it's really laggy right now. That's okay. I think there. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I think that when things kind of stabilize with whatever's gonna happen with this vaccine, right, start to right. flow through. But exactly, I'm, I'm so happy for you. That's so Thank exciting. You. Like it I is. wish I was in your place right now. <laughs> you can come and help me. That's for sure. I need to hire someone to work for me on Tuesdays and Mondays because those are my days off. Mm. But it had to be. <laughs> I need like um. I need like to paint and to fucking do all these little minuscule things that you don't really think about until you're like way in it. Right. <laughs> but it's been exciting. It's been a learning experience for sure. That is, that's life, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah let's, exactly. Let's just talk about it. There's so much things or there's so many things that have happened between the last time that we saw each other. And that was, yeah, in 2016 or yeah. Right. Definitely. Um, and just to give folks a little bit of backstory, you and I were both in China. Yeah. You had come out to Chongqing on your on tour to, you know, mm-hmm. promote your vibe dealer EP at the time. Exactly. And, yeah, ended up performing. So just to give folks a little idea of what that was like, you know, being in China as a black person, because that's a unique experience in itself. Can you exactly. talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I lived in Guiyang, Guizhou. Most people don't even know about this. And even in China, like, they know that's a very small place compared to, like, United States City. It's pretty big. It's pretty huge, you know. But it's a small place relatively in China. And I think maybe I knew maybe, like, three other Black women. And there was, like, African men and stuff like that there. But it was, like, so far as three other women outside of the African diaspora, I say. Like United States, I say United States. (laughs) And so there was a very small collective of of us and we were tight. Um, But at the same time, if you wanted to do music, if you wanted to do any business network, and if you just wanted to enjoy your environment, you need to learn a little bit of language, to learn a little bit of the city. And I feel like because there were so few black people there, when you went out, people were open towards you. They were just welcoming. They were like inviting you in. You go to the club, everybody buy your drinks. You'll try, well, go to the studio, everybody trying to vibe with you, trying to work with you, trying to do music with you, which is awesome. Yeah. But at the same time, it puts you in this position to be like this stereotypical typecast. Mm-hmm. And then you're always like the rap feature, you know, and they want to hear you, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, you know, they want to hear you do what they know, what they know is lit, you know, (laughs) and it's fun because you go out and you make this music for a specific crowd and you get the crowd hype and everybody shows you mad love, go on tour and it's nice, but I say it's one dimensional sometimes, it's some, when you're like the, the view of something, whatever it is, like of being, mm. even being like gay or being a woman or being a black or a minority, when you're as a few of it, you're that one dimension that people want to just typecast you as. Mm. If that makes any sense, it there's a lot of distractions sense. right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that totally makes sense. I feel like, yeah, especially in China where I know a lot of my friends you know, when we were doing the sound check parties, they were saying that hip hop is really good, but we don't necessarily know the history behind it. You know, we don't know where it comes from. So to venture outside of that kind of like trap anthem sound was weird to them because that's all they ever was exposed to. Exactly. China and all that. So. And then you have people come out like Rich, well, he changed his name Rich Brian, but Rich Chigga. And they think that's, they think that's totally fine. They don't even know. They're not trying to, they're trying to actually honor our culture. They love it, but they 
they don't really understand it at all. So finding you in Chongqing and then finding some other people in Chengdu, and I could really do my vibe to the EP, which was very hip hop vibes. I try to get a little lit on some of them, but there was very low key hip hop vibes and y'all just brought the crowd and it was awesome. It was and so I still got fun. contacts from then. Yeah, I have so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> it was really great. I would say, yeah, Vibe Dealer was like that perfect balance between you had your little, your hyped up joints on there, but you also had this kind of old school hip hop vibe. Uh, the self-entitled track was my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. With, um, um, Coda the friend, Coda the friend. He's out of New. I think he's out of New York. Doing a podcast is so much fun, I have to tell you. And listen, you don't need much as you think to get started on creating your own. Let me let you in on a little secret. I use a super neat platform called Buzzsprout that gives me a ton of resources on what equipment to use and at the right price. They also help me distribute each episode to every major podcast platform. That's Apple, that's Spotify, that's Google Podcasts, you name it. Buzzsprout has everything you need to take your podcast to the next level too, with detailed analytics that let you see how many people have downloaded your shows, and it gives you strategies to get your episodes in front of more fabulous listeners like yourself. So head to the link in my show notes to sign up and let Buzzsprout know I sent you. You also get a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan too. Happy podcasting, people. Um, but now on this new EP, Talea, which is incredible, mm-hmm. this is a different sound that you're veering into that's very different from Vibe Dealer. Exactly. Um, and I can tell that there's a lot of maturity. I can tell that there's a lot of growing up on this EP. Definitely. You know? So Definitely. what's happened between then and now? Whew, girl, so much. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Um, you know, <sighs> pain to be honest mm-hmm. coming leaving china stepping out of this like uh oh, fantasy you in china everything's right. awesome you know you got a great job everybody loves you and you're just like on 100 and then you come back to reality and it's like whoa no actually you need to do this and do that and like find your place in this environment you know mm-hmm. and on top of coming back home and having like reverse culture shock which i'm gonna um give you your credit for because you said that <laughs> first culture shock that's a thing we need to talk about it more and then also kind of realizing that the things that you've just done over this last extended period of time doesn't hold as much weight as you may thought may have thought it did you know and so that adjustment and then also had a death in my family my nephew was murdered actually in texas mm. very very tragic and just jarring situation my family kind of just spiraled relationships kind of I don't say crumbled well maybe I will say crumbled because they crumbled the pieces are still there they need to be built back up you know so the relationships kind of crumbled a bit and um and I had to find myself away from all my like titles I gave myself away from like 
I don't even know the title of this is Black in China, you know, yeah. the cool kid in China, you know, the rapper. Or I say, I said rapper and yeah. little sister and auntie and X and X and this and this and this. I had to find myself away from all my little titles and figure out what was going on. And that's this album, this album from the first track where I'm featuring one of my closest friends, Annie in China, telling herself um, to encourage herself and not to be so hard on herself to the last very last one where my nephew's daughter my great niece now is like singing with me playing the piano in in texas and it's a whole journey a whole journey of self-discovery and just i love that being more true and being more vulnerable oh man the vulnerability is something that i'm definitely going through this year and yeah just to take it back to that reverse uh reverse culture shock thing coming back home to new york has been a huge transition you know definitely. like I don't think people know how comfortable of a lifestyle you can live over in China, you know, right, like exactly. being exactly. able to budget and travel and, you know what I'm saying? Pay off those bills that, you know, you were trying to pay off when you were living in the States. Right. So coming back to having to live at home. I mean, it's not the worst, right? Like it's, it's okay. Definitely. But I was definitely living a different lifestyle. Than I am definitely. Now. <laughs> and um, that's the, that's a key thing that you pointed out too. Like it's kind of like this um, dichotomy of emotions because yeah. you realize that coming back home. So when I came back home for COVID, that was for, um, I came from England mm -hmm. and you come back home and it's like, fuck, you know, but at the same time, it's like, I'm with my family who I haven't been around for years. Yeah. I have somewhere to go where I don't necessarily have to pay rent. You know, I should feel very, very grateful. You know, I should feel a certain type of way and you, have this like this like conflicting emotions inside of you mm. stop danny <laughs> yeah i'm sorry the dog is literally like he's knocking me to pet him right now <laughs> let me see him he's so cute oh <laughs> oh my god he's so cute yeah he's a, he's a sweet <laughs> dog that my friend here has taken in uh -huh. and he loves it and now he's just like a big ass baby <laughs> you know so funny yeah. um but yeah, like, and then you come back and, you know, you realize your friends have gone through some changes yep. or somebody's moved from the city so you can't see them anymore. It's yes. a big transition. Like, definitely. I think over these last couple of months, I've just been like, you know, from having to be locked away and sucked away. Also, like, even when I did have a chance to hang out with my friends, I didn't know what to talk about because I haven't been home for like, oh, Shannon, <laughs> you <know>? yes, exactly. <laughs> I no idea there's whole sides of you and whole sides of them that are completely new now mm -hmm. and probably are like the majority of them because it's been over you said five years you were in china right mm -hmm. i was only there for like a year and a half so i can only imagine like so much has changed and then you're like sitting with your friends that you knew and you were so close with when you were like teenager and you just like yeah so i'm gonna take a shot i don't know like what are we gonna do <laughs> like, yeah yeah, but yeah. I mean, I can definitely, I feel that. And I feel that listening to this EP, um, there's a couple of songs off of this new EP that I really wanted to talk to you about. And I'm really, really, really lo in love with a song called um, Giraffe in England. I really love it. Um, can you talk about, you know, where, were you, where was your headspace when you were coming up with this track? Way Definitely. So, once upon.
upon a time, a long time ago, I was a hoe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, I've been a little bit of a player in my day, I guess. I don't know. Whatever you want to put, whatever word to make it sound a little less intense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and when I went to England, which at this now I was about 29, 28, 20, how old am I? I was 29. It was last year. 28. I was just about to be 29. Sorry. Um, I was going into my 29th year of existence and <laughs> I was starting to feel that, I mean, women will feel me, understand me. Like you start to feel that change and emotion, that change in your body. Right. I was also going to law school. So it was kind of a change in my thought processes or processes and just kind of figuring out what I was doing in life. And things got real intense real fast. So I went from like in England, just dating some girls to like realizing, whoa, what am I doing? You know, mm -hmm. I'm dating all these women and they're beautiful and they're fun. They like to party, blah, blah, blah. But I have no type of connection with them. And not because anything is wrong with them. It's because me, I'm mm -hmm. not being selective. I'm not, I'm not looking for women that have characteristics of which I also have and we can relate on or experiences in life or things that they love to just do, you know? Right. That, that song, it's kind of like this, um, it started as a dream where I was riding around Los Angeles where I lived like five years. It's really weird. It's so riding around Los Angeles downtown on a giraffe. So it was a huge ass giraffe, but the giraffe was like a part of me. We were like soulmates or some shit. And it's like, I had been looking for that giraffe the whole time when I found it, I jumped on it. It was like as tall as skyscrapers and I was just riding around on it and I was like happy as fuck. <laughs> that's how the song started and so that song is like all of a sudden I had a giraffe it's basically about like all of a sudden finding this different side of me that's above all this bullshit you know mm -hmm. above all it's like it's kind of like myself being my own soulmate above all this mundanity of having to show my worth or validate myself by having a bad bitch on my arm or doing this mm -hmm. and doing that or etc you know Amen. So that's what that is, yeah. I love that. The lone, listen, me, I, I have been, I have not been in a relationship for like the last six, seven years. And Sheesh. I am actually really happy about it because yeah. I had to figure out some things about myself, you know? And I don't think I could have done that with like being with somebody. I don't think I could have done that. Definitely. Um, so, I would, mm -hmm. I, would I, I don't want to not, um, I would say I haven't been in like a serious relationship. My relationship I haven't taken seriously in a long while. Um, at least maybe about four or five years. And these last couple of years specifically has been that. It has been me finding myself, has been me like trying to sow these seeds within myself right. so that when I'm ready and when a proper partner comes along, be I'll be able to be at their level. You know right. what I mean? Like, I'll be able to make them happy and be happy myself, whereas I don't need them to make me happy. They don't need me to make me happy. And we both realize that. You know? Right. Exactly what it is. You just stole the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, I just, you know, I feel like in the past, I've definitely rushed into things without even considering, like, hey, what do I want? Am yeah. I even in the headspace or the actual, like, spiritual space to allow exactly. someone to come into my life, you know? Exactly. Um, and that brings me to another question. Spirituality does seem to be a theme that appears on this EP. And I feel that also in uh, Man Man as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, could you talk a little bit about the idea yeah. behind this track? Yeah. So, yeah, Mad Man is like my nephew I was telling you about before. Um, so he is my nephew, but we down there grew up in the same house. You know, you know how families are. Like my sister is maybe 15 years older than me. She's like my second mom type, you know. Right. So my nephew and I were really close when we were younger. But as we got older, and I guess I, as I start kind of noticing peeping shit around me, like, damn, everybody where we come from is either you know, dead or in jail type shit, mm-hmm. I started kind of shifting my personality, my mentality from my teenage years to my early 20s. And my ne- and I saw my nephew going the opposite route. So we always argued, or not even argued, for real, we didn't even argue. We always just went back and forth, me telling him. I mean, the first time he came to me, you know, telling me about what he was doing, the type of lifestyle he was living, he must have been like 12. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, fuck, no, fuck that shit. You know, don't do that go to school or blah 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 whatever I thought in my very um or immature mindset at the time and I say immature Mm -hmm. because I was also young mindset at the time trying to give him advice and us going back and forth going back and forth going back and forth and eventually the lifestyle he he led that he chose and I respect his choice led to his death which Mm -hmm. was two years ago and um and that song is basically me and him talking back and forth, talking back and forth, always about everything, me trying to tell him to do this, and he like, no, nah, I'm going to do that, and mm-hmm. at the end, kind of just, like, let him go, like, let him choose his own life, you know, however it ends is how it ends, he's wise enough to know, and his sister and his mom will tell you that he, he was wise enough to know, he always prepared them, I think he prepared them mentally for what he was wise enough to know was going to happen, you know what I mean, yeah. and so, me just kind of letting go and being like, you could be like, damn, man, I wish he wouldn't have did that. I told him not to do that shit, you know, but it's like, nah, he lived his life to the fullest. He did what he wanted to do. And that song is like my final, just, I respect you. Like, I love you. You did me. He did music as well. So I put his voice on there. I feature his, his page. He got music on iTunes, you know, and, <laughs> um, <laughs> and just let it go, you know, no. let it be. happy and know he's looking down on you um and you know it's it's incredible how music is is also used as a healing tool you know like definitely um i also experienced a loss over the summer losing mm. my grandpa and yes. you know i said to myself he always lived his life with courage was a, war, a veteran you know fought in the army and just always lived his life to serve others and said to myself you know what if 2020 has not taught me anything i need to definitely live in that light and live in his honor and do what i want to do and and serve others and this is how i do it through interviewing and talking to people (laughs) you know we appreciate it for giving us the stage and just somebody to listen and shit if only you listen to how i feel right now i'm happy (laughs) (laughs) with my horrible background lighting (laughs) no that's okay i see the sunset looks so darn beautiful back there oh my goodness but yeah so this is incredible i'm really enjoying it what's next for mccain what are you going to work on next i really want to work on like connecting more with my community Mm -hmm. um i think that my first round of music was so different than what this is now that some of my like fans or listeners they can't really jump on this 
and I respect that, and that's fine. But for me, I need I need to find my like extremely esoteric esoteric audience. So I've been doing a lot of. That's okay. <laughs> it's the vegetable truck. <laughs> I've been doing. I'll just let it pass. <laughs> it's like I'm cussing. Like, <laughs> so I've been like a lot of Instagram, a lot of like um, YouTube, just finding a lot of queer podcasts and like uh, queer women of color podcasts, and just women of color. And well, I don't even know, like a certain age groups. Like I just been trying to find my people, you know what I mean? Like that's going to be on this like spiritual trippy, like type music, multi-instrumentalist, mm-hmm. multi-instrumentalist. Right. I've been like searching like other people as well and trying to just find that that crowd for me and I've been getting a lot of good response a lot of people been reaching out and so so basically what's up for me next is trying to do a lot of collabs (laughs) find some really dope artists and interviewers and etc just collabing Mm-hmm. you should also start a podcast i would like to listen to it i was thinking about it i was thinking specifically about people who have been completely displaced for coronavirus mm. from coronavirus like especially if your life was traveling and now you have to settle down somewhere i'm lucky enough to have been able to leave the country but before i left mental health caring for myself was like very intense and i think that people don't really understand that right like if your life is traveling and now you can't even if you have a job and even if you have you know everything's fine it's something going on there that needs to be spoken about Mm -hmm. oh for sure i like i even feel myself going nuts and not being able to (laughs) to travel anywhere over these last couple of six to eight months you know just not being able to live and this sounds such like a first word problem i guess but not being able to just live your life that you've worked on living for so long like we put work into this life we're not just like you know it takes a lot of work to do this shit you know very and a lot of courage too you know like i know coming back a lot of my friends were like man we don't know if we could have did that like just jet off to another country and live for a couple years that's that's wild you know exactly and i understand (laughs) it too because when i went home this last very last time and spent time with my nephew's daughter it was real difficult to leave i haven't felt like that ever like i leave I've left since I was 17. Like, I haven't felt that strong of a hoe. Like, wow, should I just go ahead and get a nine to five and live here in the suburbs with my, you know, near my sister? And, you know, (laughs) uh, but I understand it for sure. It's, it's difficult to leave the people you love, you know? Very true. Um, So yeah, I don't want to keep you too long, but if people want to listen to your music or keep up with you, where do they find you? you can find me on everything at Talea McCain here's a link maybe it's here maybe it's there somewhere around (laughs) here (laughs) and uh yeah on everything iTunes Spotify Instagram YouTube Talea McCain why'd you come in here why'd you slip your soul into that skin again stuff and you know there's no denying that music and spirituality go hand in hand you know i'm certain that humans were made to make and listen to music just for that it's a form of spirituality growth and hope um it's a coping mechanism for some 
for me, it's like my number one support system. So however you want to shape it, music is an extension of who we all are. And I'm so incredibly happy to see McCain using this as a way to cope with some of the hardships that she's gone through throughout those years, um, but also use it as a catalyst to really take her career to the next level. So super stoked to see what she's got coming in 2021. And, you know, I'm super stoked to see what you guys are working on. Please let me know down in the comments below. 2021, what are you going after? I want to know all your goals. Are you losing those quarantine weight you know losing that quarantine weight because you know what i'm saying i packed on like 15 <laughs> 15 20 pounds in quarantine that's a real thing so let me know about that let me know if you're looking to change to a different career you're looking to travel somewhere you haven't been you know when safety permits so i want to know it all uh, and yeah, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I want to give a huge shout out to our listeners on Patreon. If you are interested in becoming a Patreon member, please do. You can subscribe to the Club Management Patreon for access to early episodes, bonus content, releases, and exclusive interviews with me. So please subscribe and donate at patreon.com slash clubmanagement1. I'll have all that information in the comments below. Thanks so much. Peace, love. God bless. Until next time.